Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So I capped off the night. Yes, I told you I watched the Dodger game, which was, it's kind of nice when they're, I mean, it's best when they're at Dodger Stadium, but when they're in the Midwest and the East, especially yeah. on the weekends, you get those early those games, early games mm-hmm. start at 11 <clears throat> o'clock, got to knock that out, got to knock out a little NBA basketball. Went and got a haircut and then came back and finished off the night with Oilers and Kings, which was across the street here, game four. Kings blew a three-goal lead. They were ahead three to nothing. They lost in overtime. Um, It was – this series has been – I know we don't talk a bunch of hockey, but I'm telling you there is something about that that every single shift, and especially once it gets into overtime, I know you're not a hockey person, but Oilers and Kings has it's it's the Warriors and Kings. And it's up and down, it's back and forth, it's getting kind of chippy, and the Kings also, just like the other Kings, blew a huge chance mm. to kind of grab this Go up thing. Three one, and now it's two two going back to uh, the home team's ice. That, that's one of the I think if you said especially certain events going on in L.A. And we're just, look, Los Angeles has everything you want. You want these really, really great soccer matches. You get LAFC and you get uh, the Galaxy, right? You get baseball. I don't need to tell you about going to Dodger Stadium and joining a game. NBA, on Saturday, on Saturday you had Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, you know, Russ, whatever, in the in the morning. And then in the, or in the evening you had the Lakers taking on Memphis. The hockey portion of what LA provides, and I know for for playoff hockey, oh. I, I gotta get in one of those. I really do. I, I I'm making a mistake because so many people are saying the same thing that you are. Oh my gosh, this is such a great series. Oh my it's gosh, so much fun. Super exciting. Yeah. So we go out Friday night. I go out with Buddy, and we end up at a, a bar. And the Kings and Oilers are on, right? But for whatever reason, it's not on any there's there's the indoor bar and then there's an outdoor portion of the bar as well. Okay. And the outdoor portion has four TVs, kind of one pointing in every direction. None of them had the Kings and the Oilers on it. There was the one where we were standing had the Dallas Stars and Minnesota Wild. Sure. I yeah, think, that right? sounds like a good and idea. So we asked the bartender, hey, can you put this one on the, mm-hmm. the Kings and the Oil? And she, she was very nice, and she goes, I would love to. You're not the first person to ask, but the people at the end of the bar, they specifically asked for, for that this game. This game. Mm-hmm. And so it goes to the end of the first period, right? So intermission starts, and we're like, hey, can we at least just turn it on while the intermission is? And so they turn the right game on. People, people Now the bar is of course watching this thing, yeah. right? It's, it's exciting. It's fun. Inter- whatever intermission it's like 15 minutes right they said oh uh, yeah put our game back on Every, everybody in the park's like really you're the only two people in this place and it was it's friday night it's friday night yeah, at yeah. eight o'clock or whatever it is and they asked to turn it back on and we literally bounced and went to another play like this is stupid i can't believe that we're catering everybody there wants to watch this they got this stupid game in la into yes. la team yeah, that's a tough they one. They were there first. Okay. Do they but, get credit? I mean, do they get squatters rights I, I, on the TV? I think, I think this is what I'm, I guess, how did that initial conversation go? Because if they go to them and say, listen, we want to watch, the Dallas game is going to be on, we really want to watch it. And if they're, Dallas. If, they're saying, <laughs> if they're saying to them, hey, no problem, we're going to do it. What I would have done as a bartender, I just want to give you a heads up. 
The LA Kings are playing in a half hour, 45 minutes, whenever they start. It's going to go up on that TV. So you can have it now, but we have to cater to the masses. How many TVs do you have to do? Four. Yeah. One could be dedicated to the Kings. One can be dedicated but to the, the, the Dallas Where Stars. we were posted up, yeah. right? We the only, we can only see one of them. The other ones were not there. There's basketball. I think there's a baseball game. There were, there were things on other things. Yeah, an angel yeah. game, I think. None of them should be on Dallas and Minnesota. No, None of them. Agreed. That's insane to me. Yeah, I was actually. What was so the on, Dallas score? I don't. I was, it's a good question. <laughs> yeah. I may, for all I know, it was in quadruple overtime. I, I have no idea. I just know that the game I wanted to see wasn't on. Funny thing happened too uh, on Friday. I was bowling in uh, Culver City with some friends. One twenty-two was your score. One oh nine. No, I think I was like more 109, I guess. Okay. I honestly didn't pay that much attention. I got really bad because my arm got really sore. I don't. I think I just threw the ball in a weird way. Regardless, uh, the <laughs> the TVs, none of them were on the Kings game either, which I thought was weird too. Dallas lost. They had the Dallas game. 5-1 <laughs> on. on Friday, by the way. 5-1? 5-1. <laughs> You're going to tell me at, that, at the point it's 3-1. They're not saying, guys, change the channel. Southern I don't want to watch it anymore. Southern game ends up in overtime. It's a one-goal game the entire time. Every shift... Every shot is oh five one five one. Get the hell out! Yeah, of the here. TVs were on the Dallas game. They were on the uh, the the um, Timberwolves game, and then a random thing that was like playing TikTok videos of like weird like sport that, things. Which is weird. I'm just like, why are you doing that? Like fails where people hit. Yeah, their, that stuff. Yeah, the, the, every bar's got one TV that's on that channel. Yeah, it's it's is it the chive? I think it's the Probably. chive. Probably. My friends and I just had a punch bowl of, of liquor and we were good. It's guys riding skateboards and hitting their you know what on uh, railings. That's all it is for. for they should nine give hours. the remote to all the customers. Me. Just give it to me. I'll, just pass it around. Here about this local stuff first. Play, playoff stuff first. Yep. Local stuff. Local playoff stuff. Top mm-hmm. of the, it was very very frustrating. NBA TV third. <laughs> Fine. Why is Sliwa watching Hawks it's Celtics highlights? Playoffs. At least that's what yeah. it is. And I don't. Celtics. So you little bar hopping on Friday? Little two. Just a walking distance. <laughs> I mean, How basically. <laughs> so we're walking out of the second bar. This is we're UCSB. Back, we're walking back to go home, right? Mm-hmm. And because we parked by the first bar, we kind of had to walk back towards the first bar. We're walking by this little coffee shop, and it's it's not a bad neighborhood, but you're in a place where they're, they're you're paying attention to your surroundings, okay. right? And I, hey, keep it down out there. And my buddy and I were just talking. We weren't being loud at all. And I kind of turn around and think I'm thinking it's some buddy that's out of their mind. Hey, I said, shut up. And now I'm turning around. I'm like, what? And I, I turn around. I look, I'm like, hey, take it easy. You know, just kind of one of those things. And I, but I'm not like engaging. I'm just like, hey, you know, take it easy. And then I go, Travis, you need to shut up. <laughs> and I turn around. I'm like, what? It was a friend of mine stumbling out of the coffee shop. Another, another, another person was out there. I think there. I've ever heard somebody it, stumbling out of a coffee it, shop. It, it was, it was late. There was some stuff going on. It was you go there to soak up with the pancakes and the eggs and all those things. I love the take it easy. I just like shut up, you know. Because I, I also see you. This back. makes me think of when you're on the road, and if somebody honks at you, how you don't look <laughs> and just nothing. My bad. Even yeah. if it's not, yeah. just keep it moving. Yeah, just yeah. Hey, take it easy over there. It was. Uh, I'm like you, I, mother. We saw the we saw the game winning goal in overtime, so it was good. I was Done. Saying, you know, and it, don't it worry, Captain Matt says you're missing out on the Minnesota Dallas series. There's a bunch of animosity between the squads. A lot so of animosity. Physical. When I move to St. Paul, I will get engaged in that. <laughs> but until then, I wanted to see the other one. Let's try a quick phone call here. Let's go to Redondo and Matt. Matt, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Matt? 
Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, quick, I think Darvin deserves an A minus on the season, dealing with injuries, Westbrook, all the post trade stuff. But he is still a rookie coach, and I sometimes I question his timeout sometimes, and I question his roster moves. I wonder why Wenyon can't get in to guard Jackson occasionally. I know Ruiz better offensively, and Lonnie Walker Four was one of our best shooters from outside. He can't even get in the game. What do you guys think about that, Matt? Appreciate uh, appreciate you calling in. the The Lonnie thing is more. Lonnie Walker, if you remember early on in the season, I'm not telling you that the Lakers were playing unbelievable basketball. Lonnie was there was a stretch there where you're like, hey, is this the third best player on the Lakers? Is this is this one of the key guys that they're gonna have? He was starting for a long time. I don't understand why they don't give him more opportunity, but that's been the case since the trade deadline. So it's not anything new. No, it really isn't anything new. There, there just comes a time where you get your guys, and we're gonna ride these guys. And the good news is, there's always a moment in a playoff series where a guy who has not gotten to play very much gets a chance. All of a sudden, because mm-hmm. of foul trouble and injury or something, and yeah. you just give him a few minutes, and it kind of clicks. And then all of a sudden they start to they start to roll a little bit. I don't know if that's going to happen for for him, but look, they got their guys and they're going to ride those guys. That that's why they made those moves. Those pieces fit together pretty well, and I would not expect them to start throwing stuff against the wall to see what fixes. All right, it's a Michelob Ultra reaction Monday on seven ten ESPN. Reacting to the Lakers win on Saturday night behind AD's thirty one, LeBron's twenty five plus getting you pumped up for Game 4 coming up tonight. It's all presented by Michelob Ultra, a refreshing and balanced flavor with only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Michelob Ultra, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Please enjoy responsibly. Clippers are on the verge. They're down 3-1. Not a huge surprise, right, that this is kind of how we thought it was going to go. What's surprising is that the Clippers have been in most of these games, that the Clippers have been close in these games, that Kawhi Leonard basically stole the opener and nearly stole game two and then didn't play yeah. in the next two it's because the next two. Kawhi Leonard is injury prone, mm-hmm. right? And he, and he went down again. Can we stop with something, though, please? Can we please stop with the, you know, Russ is, you know, look at, the, he's back. You know, it just, it, no, 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 no. This is the exact right situation for a player like Russell Westbrook. You have no other options. Your best players are hurt. He can have the ball in his hands for 98% of the time. Mm -hmm. He can go 9,000 miles an hour. He's playing hard. Give him all the credit in the world for that. But his team is about to go out in the first round of the playoffs again for the eighth time in his last nine playoff appearances. They're going to go out in the first round, not just exclusively because of him, but this is one of these rewriting of histories. He has saved his career. He will play on another team next year. He'll probably get some sort of decent contract, nothing like he's on right now. But this, you know, what did we have wrong about Russell? Nothing. This is the situation in which he thrives where he can just solo the entire time, be high energy, and kind of make it interesting, but ultimately lose. We're right back where we were on those other teams. It's kind of funny. I actually think I think Westbrook, I think he has played his way into more opportunities, right? If what by the time he left the Lakers and the question was going to be, hey, is this guy going to be on an NBA roster? Who's going to pick him up? Uh, Utah just wanted him so they can get rid of him. They wanted assets and everything else that they got. Um, I like what he's done. I think both things can be right. I think you could say Russ has done everything he possibly can in this first round, probably played himself into some type of a contract Agreed. moving forward. And then you could also say the same thing of it's got to be very, very specific for Russell Westbrook Incredibly for him to have success, so. which is okay. Um, KD went out of his way to talk about Russ. Chris Paul went out of ways to talk about Russ. But I think I think it has more to do with this. Think about the player 
over the last year and a half, that was, it's his fault, it's his fault, it's his fault, it's his fault. I think it's more just a defense for a player that has had the finger pointed at him for a year plus. I don't think it really has changed the narrative about Russ. Russ didn't all of a sudden become a 45% three-point shooter. (laughs) He didn't all of a sudden become a different player. He's excelling in a situation that is specific to the situation. If Kawhi was still healthy and PG was still healthy, the team is obviously, the dynamic is completely different. Um, But I think, I, I don't have a problem with people coming to his, specifically players, when players, your peers, come to somebody's defense, I think it's because he's got so much heat over the last Fair enough, year and a but half. I, I just I have a real problem with people telling me something that's clearly not true. That, that Russell. What are they saying? Tell me what are they th- saying? Th- this idea that you know he just needs to be in the right spot. And Russell Westbrook, it's like, guys, he is a he is a one trick pony. He is a guy that plays ten thousand miles an hour. And shoots his team out of as many games as he puts them in. He plays really hard. We will stipulate to that. But this idea, you know, he's still an impact. Not really. No, he's not. This His teams lose. His teams are right around 500 almost always. He puts up bonkers numbers. He is fun to watch when he's going at his best. But this idea, you know, you just put him in the right situation and watch out. That te- they, His teams never thrive. Mm-hmm. They just don't. Other than very, very early in his career with KD and with uh, Harden. James Harden, mm-hmm. this has been a very specific type of player. And just because the, the situation that needs to be specified arose for the Clippers doesn't mean that he's rediscovered some magic juice that's going to propel him to the top levels of the NBA again. It's just, it's this is what he does. Hey, we got nothing. I'll do it. That's what he does mm-hmm. really, really well. And they lose. It's uh, kind of unfortunate here. The Kawhi situation, now you're back to, the series is done, right? Phoenix will close it out most likely tomorrow. But series should be at least 2-2 if Kawhi is there and he's healthy. We're going to lose... Uh, we're going to lose what I think was can, – can, can I tell you something about Phoenix? And you and I, at least for me, before the playoffs started, I thought Phoenix is the team to beat in the West. They haven't looked that impressive. They haven't. They, they really haven't. They have absolutely have not. I want to go back to something very quickly you said about Kawhi. You know, Kawhi's hurt. That's not an excuse, right? That we Look, we – just annihilate Anthony Davis for being out of, in and out of the lineup. Mm-hmm. We, you know, well, you can't. Can, what's the difference with Kawhi? I understand that Kawhi has doesn't have as many games. Just like it was completely unimpactful the way that AD occasionally does. But I don't care why Kawhi doesn't play. He doesn't play enough. Mm-hmm. Like we can't. Well, Kawhi, no, he doesn't play. They've played four games. He played in two of them. When he played, he was terrific. But played fifty regular you, season games, fifty-one, whatever it was. You can't rely on on a player like that. You can't mm-hmm. rely on a guy who's going to play fifty games a year, who's going to play fifty percent of the playoff games. Is he good? Yeah, but half the time, what what, what what value is there in that? Availability is the most powerful of everything, and he's not available. There, and he's not available in this series. And well, I, I'd be surprised if he George. plays another game. And it's just, mm-hmm. it, it's just. I don't know. Plays another game this year. I don't know what it is, Al, but yeah. this that thing clearly doesn't work. Yeah. I understand that in a in a dream scenario where everybody's healthy and everybody's functioning, that maybe it kind of would look. But why would year five be different than the first four when all you've had is one or the other or both of them watching from the side? You're not wrong. No, you're not wrong because the only surprise next year would be that they're available. That would be the only surprise. It would not be a surprise if they're not available. You would just be like, wow, 
Pat or um, Paul George and Kawhi are healthy in the playoffs, and they've gone two rounds and they're still there, and the Clippers are still alive. That would be the surprise. All right, some good news for the Dodgers over the weekend, some not-so-good news, and a really scary thing is about to start happening for them. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. So you sent a few pics from uh, yesterday, the pizza place, Pizzeria Bianco that you went to. Not the original one, the one in Town & Country. Is that town what you said country. it was? Yeah, um, like 10 minutes away. Yeah. What did you get? I, um, I, I tried to look at some of the pictures you sent, but I, I couldn't quite tell what it was. So did the margarita. Classic. Kind of have to get that. So she was going to pick one. I was going to pick one. I want to look at the one that the she The middle picked. one looks like it has like it has pistachios. pistachios and red onions. That looks fantastic. I'm going to tell you what it's called here because I want to get it right. It's called the Rosa. Okay. And it's um, red onion, pistachios, a little bit of rosemary. It's kind of got a little bit more the Parmigiano- Parmigiano Reggiano, yes, the undisputed king of cheeses. Is that the undisputed? Uh, <laughs> Some people say so. Well, it's got a it's got a little bit more of like a bitter taste to it. I guess you can call it a little bit more. So it's a little different. So the, the well, pistachios are, have a little bit of a bitter taste to them. The the type of pizzas were polar opposite. I wanted to do just a classic because I like the red sauce. Uh, so I wanted to go with that. She picked this one. It's kind of a perfect little Was balance. There any left? Did you polish it all off? Did you take some to the back to the game? What did you do? Great question. Here's the situation I was in. In a normal situation, these pizzas are pretty decent size. Okay, so I probably I'm not finishing one on my own. I completely agree. Okay, I'm not finishing probably, one on my own. They cut it into four pieces. Probably three. They cut it into two? six. Oh, okay. They cut it into six. Okay. So basically, three on on three is half. You could. I'm eating more than three, but if I get four in, I'm I'm I feel good. I'm going to go about my weight. And the, the pizza's so, super thin, so it's not like you're eating a regular. So our situation was, well, we're going to the ballpark. So we're not going. It's not like I'm taking the pizza with me. Whatever we- Put in your pocket. Whatever. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm also, also ordering an Uber. So like the last thing I want to do is just take food with me into their car Sounds and Sounds like an else. Uber driver problem, but go ahead. Okay. So <laughs> I've done that before, and I felt very uncomfortable. Yeah, it is And weird. the fact that it didn't bother Offer them, them a bite and it's all good. the fact that it didn't bother them, but that was a different situation. Okay. So this one, I was like, all right, well, I'm clearly not going to eat. We're clearly not going to eat the two pizzas. Plus, we got a salad before. Plus, they come out with a focaccia bread or whatever that is prior, right, with just the olive oil. I didn't leave until I finished. Like it was a it was a mission that I did not want to leave any pizza behind. You ate it all. 
Bro, I ate it all, and it was not. I, I was. So you ate all of your pizza, and yeah. then whatever was. Well, left. she. She. I know I, you guys mixed and matched. Yeah, but yeah. You, There was zero pizza left. I easily had seven of those. <laughs> of those. That's <laughs> easily, a lot of pizza. It's, no, it's way too much pizza. <laughs> the only thing that I will actually kind of say, which again is a little surprising. You didn't feel like you would in a regular going to eat regular. It's really good ingredients made really, really well. Yeah. And it, look, it's still a lot of pizza, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but it's it's a little bit better than if you had two full Little Caesars pizzas. <laughs> it's just, it's they, they, okay, they, the, they sit on your stomach a little differently. The waiter tried doing something that, eh, don't do that next time. Mm. The guy, there's a couple slices still left. And he just, uh, he just literally walked by, you guys all done, and started coming nope. to our plate. I'm like- First off, I didn't tell you we're done. I didn't yeah. say come take this. I haven't even give you my credit card yet. Yeah. Guy was you trying to take ask, the pizza. You can ask, hey, can I get that out of your way? But you don't just pick it up. You should have bit him on the wrist. <laughs> you should, you should have I just, growed. Yeah, that'll work. I right? growled. The hand that feeds. Yeah. Rookie, rookie has you, done that to you, me, and I did right. it to him. You don't mess with a, an animal. Grab my damn pizza. That's not a good deal. All right. Uh, you want the good news, the bad news, or do you want the thing that uh, I'm, I'm a little bit I've been mentioning this a while, and it's here. It starts tomorrow. Let's go good news. Good news is Max Muncy back. Jeez. <laughs> Max Muncy. Beyond back. The, the guy that the Dodgers kind of found a few years ago that was a guy that the A's decided they couldn't use, that was a walk machine, that hit a bunch of home runs, was an incredible on-base percentage guy, that dude's back. He broke his elbow two years ago, had a dreadful season last year, and I think he was probably trying to come back from that injury. Yeah. Got off to a little bit of a slow start. Sleet, he, he not only looks like the Muncie from a few years ago, he looks like an even better version. I'm not saying he's going to hit 10 home runs in a week like he just did. He's leading the league All of in home runs. No, he's, he, he went from, hey, is this guy ever going to get on track to leading baseball in home runs in about two weeks? It, it, was, it was an amazing run. The way, the way he's too... You know, it's kind of funny, especially the Cubs series. Yeah, sometimes I was joking around with you. I'm like, if the Padres get two walks in a row, I'm cheering because they just they don't have any offense mm-hmm. right now, even though they got all these players. Muncie's hitting shots where he's just stopping and like, I'm just going to go ahead and watch They're this thing go 450 feet. home runs. Yeah. I mean, he, he's been locked in, as has my guy, James Altman. You, you, you can't get him out either. Um, this one scares me a little bit. Okay. Honestly... Guys that are doing this at this stage in their career scare me a little bit. It, it shouldn't be this easy, mm. right? It, it, you're not supposed to show up in the big leagues and just have an OPS of 1,100. Just yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's just everywhere you go, home run, home run, couple of doubles, triple steals, bases, throwing guys out from the outfield. It looks way too easy. The baseball gods do not like that. They do not like new. If you're Mike Trout, you can show up and do that because you're Mike Trout. If you're Juan Soto, you can come on and do James Altman is not that, right? He is a, a very nice young player who looks to be on, his, on on the path to being an all-star caliber player. Yep. But you're not supposed to look like Ted Williams uh, the first month of your season. I just, I'm just i waiting for the market correction that I know is coming. I just don't want to be here for it. The uh, What is that? In the, the, keep buying real estate. It doesn't matter how much uh, – it doesn't matter what the interest rate – don't worry about your payment. <laughs> Just the, they're going to keep going up. They're going to keep going up. But there, there is, you're right about the adjustment, but I will just say this. It's so good. I'm sure there's a lot of Dodger fans that are just sitting back and enjoying what this kid is doing. 
I'm sure, I don't know what the Dodger store looks like, but if they're not selling some Outman jerseys, uh, make sure that, that you I'd sell like them right now. A t-shirt. And, like this mm-hmm. isn't, we're not quite, like a, a, a jersey feels like you're moving in together, right? That's a very serious commitment. Like a t-shirt is, maybe you spend the night at my house a couple of days a yeah. week. That, that's fine. We're, we're all right. It's 20 bucks. It's reasonable. I, yeah. I yeah. don't, I don't feel like I need to, to go all the way to the jersey, but he's been terrific. Here's, here's the part I did not like over the weekend. Two okay. things. This is going to sound ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Oral Hershiser brought this up on Saturday, and it's something that I've mentioned to you, I believe, beginning of last week. The Dodgers don't score unless they hit home runs. It's their only method of scoring runs. Something, I think they scored 22 runs in the series this weekend. 19 of them were produced on Damn. a home run. Okay, now the good news is they scored 22 runs, sure. and that's a really yeah. nice Took three run. of four. Mm-hmm. Took three of four, looked good doing it. But the day that they didn't do it, they nearly got perfecto. <laughs> they mm-hmm. couldn't get anything going. You're going to face really good pitching in the postseason. You're not going to face that fifth guy in the bullpen. Sure. You're probably not going to face that fifth starter. You might not even get a, a second time through the order on that fourth starter. You're going to have to find a way to manufacture some runs. I'm not saying that you bunt and do all these things, but you look at the Dodgers' batting average, you look at the things, that their run production, it's higher. But when you look at their other things about scoring runs without home runs, they're at the bottom of the league. Hmm. You're going to have to – you're not going to hit a bunch of home runs no, off play of small Justin ball. Sure, You're sure. not going to hit a bunch of home runs off of Scherzer or Max Fried or these guys. You're going to have to hmm. – Run or two here and there, they're not very good at that. Yeah, that, that's. I, I will look at this. It's kind of funny the way the division shapes up because, you know, I, I don't know how everybody thought starts wise it's going to look. And I think the Dodgers had a lot of questions. I think Arizona, we all knew, hey, it's a young, young team. Let's see how much success they can have. Probably third place in the division. And the Padres were the one team that you thought, okay, they probably get off to a good start. You just assume that uh, Soto's going to start playing well. Machado's going to be a stud. Tatis is eventually going to come back. You got three teams within half a game of each other. <laughs> All right? of them average. All of them average. Yeah. Padres have been the definition of average at 12-12. and 12. Um, The Dodgers, who it's kind of funny and it, it's deceiving too, when the Padres win, they're not – crushing teams they might have one occasionally like that but they're usually barely winning the dodgers it's either 10 to nothing yes. they lose or 10 to nothing they win it's just so it's kind of all over the place and arizona's going to come back to you know come back to reality but i think if you're the dodgers right now you got to feel all right you're whatever 23 games in whatever the case is it's not like the Padres have jumped out and they got a three four game lead in the in the uh, division. They actually been behind trying to get back to five hundred. Let's try a quick phone call here. Let's go to Santa Monica and Jeremy. Jeremy, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Jeremy? Hi guys, how are you doing? All right. Um, so yeah, I was just hearing you guys talk about Outman and kind of the baseball gods of it all coming out of the gate like he is, and I I might have missed it because I just tuned in at that point. But you, everything you're saying really sounds like the way Cody started his career off as a Dodger. It's very similar. The difference is C- Cody was rookie of the year, and then shortly thereafter was MVP. Like he had a bunch of seasons in a row to where it wasn't just that he was hot. You felt like he was that sort of guy. With with Outman, right now it just feels crazy, crazy mm. hot. I, I'm curious when he does cool, and then fast forward to July, fast forward to August. What does it all look like when the market kind of correct, corrects itself? Right, I do. I do agree with you, but also, like, I feel like if we're back, if we're rewinding back to 2017 and looking at Cody coming out of the, coming out of the minors when he did because of uh, Adrian's injuries, 
Mm -hmm. I think it's the exact same situation, I I have to say. Like, you know, and Outman was kind of the top prospect for the last couple of years. I don't know if Cody was particularly that when he came up or if he was just a massive surprise. I feel like he was more on the surprise front than on the, you know, this guy's going to be the guy front when he came up. Um, It just, you know, we'll see what happens with the whole season. But obviously Cody was like probably the best team, even better than his MVP season as far as being clutch and taking the team on his back in that rookie season. Thanks Um, for the call, Jeremy. Appreciate it. Yeah, so, sorry to cut you off right there. No, look, he's off to as good a start as you could ever ask for. He may, in fact, be an all-star caliber player. He may, in fact, be what, what Jeremy was just suggesting, which is the best player in a crop of guys that we all thought, whether you look at Bush or Diego Cartaya or uh, Miguel Vargas, or these guys that are all part of that next wave, like we've talked about, whether it's Smith and Seeger and, and Bellinger and all these other players, or Rios, all these guys that they've developed. Outman may be the best of the bunch, you just can't say he's the best of the bunch a month into it. Through this part, yeah, but Miguel Vargas looks like he's coming alive a little bit, but just enjoy it while it's happening because it doesn't happen forever mm-hmm. and let this dude be Roy Hobbs for a couple of weeks and a couple of months and just enjoy the Well, ride. that's why I asked you the question last week. I said, at what point do you say, hey, I think this guy is, you know what, I, I think he's going to be a regular, that he belongs in the league, he's going to be this good, not this good, but a real contributor to the Dodgers team and you said it's, yeah, of course, it's obviously a lot longer than next 22 season. days. Yeah, it's next season. Mm-hmm. If he, he's not going to hit 330 or whatever it is. If he's a everyday major leaguer mm-hmm. and finishes the season somewhere north of 260 and hits 20 home runs, 25 home runs. Damn good season to walk, in, walk season. into the Dodgers. That is an amazing mm-hmm. season. And then he goes from being a, oh, okay, we found a guy to, and maybe you bat him a little higher in the order. Maybe you put a little more on his plate. He's... He's really good. I'm just going to – I'm not quite there yet. It's fair. going to get the T-shirt and see what happens next. I still have a very big concern that we'll get to in a little bit. But next, it's Factor Cap. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, Bird just told us that he watched uh, the Super Mario movie with his daughter. I over the did. Weekend. So did you cry during the movie? No, <laughs> my, absolutely not. My friend. Why did you cry? Because <laughs> I cried everything. I have tears constantly streaming down yeah. my face. My friend uh, who saw the movie on Friday before we went bowling, uh, she said that she cried during the movie and I was like, I, why would what? you cry during the Mario movies? Apparently it's when Luigi, Luigi. went up and uh, stood for up for Mario at some oh, point. I haven't seen it, yeah, but that's that just wasn't an obvious what she described. <laughs> Luigi, bro. Travis, Whoa. would you cry? <laughs> uh, I, I'm really trying to 
<laughs> find a way to wrap my head around crying at a video game movie. I just uh, give me a second. I'll circle back to me later. This is a very Luigi, by the way, alarming it was, update. It was a kids movie. There was a lot of cool nostalgia, but besides yeah. that, it was just a straight kids movie. A buddy of yep. mine took his son to see it, and we were talking this week. And he goes, "It's the worst movie I've ever wow. seen in my life." It, it now, really did, wasn't did they anything amazing? Yeah. Have they cool killed nostalgia? it box office? Yes. Is that yes. what's happening? They made, yes. So, so much money. this is the one thing I don't understand about that because most of those types of movies, kids movies, also cater to the adults. It's it like didn't. a perfect balance. That one didn't do it anything. It did not cater to the adults. It doesn't have no. to. It we didn't were, have to. The nostalgia was the catering. We were laying around yesterday and I said to, to Bobby and Michael, I'm like, hey, you guys want to go see a movie? Like, Because we were just kind of hanging out and they're like, yeah, open up. There's literally not one single thing that was like, yeah, let's go see that. That you haven't already seen. Well, that I've only air. seen Air, but yeah. there, everything else was like, eh. We need, I need I don't Air know, Part 2. Let's, let's, two. Do, let's do after he signs the contract. <laughs> Get Affleck on that one. That was called The Last Dance. You're right. Right, exactly. All right, so uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs are up over the Tampa Bay Lightning in the NHL hockey. Uh, and Toronto Maple Leafs are known for being a team that is always pretty good, if not really good, and the, but they always get bounced in the first round. They they, ha- they have broken their fans' hearts a million times over. So, my statement is, it's better for your team to never make the playoffs than have your team be good every year and get surprise bounced in the first round. Travis, factor cap. Cap. The, the, the Dodgers, I know they don't get bounced in the first round every year, but for the last 10 years, the High Dodgers, expectations. Massive and, yep. expectations. Mm-hmm. They're in the playoffs every year, and it's incredibly disappointing when it doesn't go their way, whether it's in the first round or yeah. in the World Series. But I, I look, would you rather be a Dodger or an Angel fan and know that we're going to get another swing at this thing? Clippers. And maybe it'll go the Lakers or the Clippers and know that yep. you're going to get another swing at this thing or – no matter what you do, ownership or bad luck or whatever is constantly in the way from success. It, you, you can only walk through the door if you keep knocking on it, and eventually that thing will open for you. I keep telling myself that. Berg? Uh, yeah, it's cap. I would much rather have my team in the playoffs and thinking that they have a shot every single time and then not like the Kings. Just to shatter your heart. Yeah, to shatter my heart and be like, God, this team sucks, and I don't even want to watch them because they're terrible and never make the playoffs. It's like, you know, Taylor with the Kings. With the Sacramento Kings, don't just don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. I, I it was one of those. Yeah, I mean, just the hell person. is that? <laughs> just hey, shot go for shots. Hey, go get me something to drink. But no, I, the Los Angeles Kings are that way. I mean, they won a couple, but for the most part, like they're usually they've been bad for most of my life. And so, what I would much rather them be in the playoffs year after year after year. Al, okay, so I think I have a better chance of speaking to this a little bit more closely. It's cap. But damn, is it really stressful. So as somebody that has not seen that much success from the San Diego Padres, last year was so incredibly stressful because you actually had games that were meaningful. And the only reason why I bring that up is because what it also does when your team is actually in it, you might say on a Sunday, I'm going to go to Phoenix and go watch this team. You're not going to do that if the franchise sucks or there's nothing exciting to watch. So I think it's cap. Give me the chance in the playoffs, and even if it falls flat in your face because Nate Kading can't hit a field goal, it's <laughs> Look, okay. This is the whole point of these games is you don't know what's going to happen. You might get your guts ripped out, but yep. you also might have the best day of your life. Yep. That's what makes it fun. Yeah. Taylor? I'm capping this too. Uh, Kings, first time being back in the playoffs. Great in example. Years, and um, it's a hell of a lot of fun, no matter what happens. So I'd rather have that Harrison every year. Barnes should have made that shot. He does Telling this all it. the time. It's amazing. He Harrison Barnes is a joke. Just saying. So yesterday... It's not a joke. Nobody expects him to hit the shot. Pretty open. No, it's a, a joke. He's oh, a, a joke. joke. Got it. Yeah. 
Yesterday in succession, uh, there was a very hot person on the screen a lot of the time. His name is Alexander Skarsgård, and uh, he plays Matson in succession. And he uses, at one point in time, he's in a negotiation. He uh, takes off his raincoat and shows off his abs a little bit to the guys in the room. And so it's, it's, it's a form of intimidation. I've done that at Starbucks. Obviously. So <laughs> hot people hot people are intimidating just because they're hot. Berg, Patrick Cap. Cap. Uh, no, I don't think they're intimidating. It's if, it's just about a, a mindset when you're talking to any of them or watching any of them. I mean, they're great to look at on the screen, and if there's there's a, a lot of hot people around here, sleep for one of them. Sure, <laughs> yeah, very intimidating, very hot. And like you, you just have to be able to walk up and talk to them. So no, I don't know, Cap. I don't Al? think they're intimidating. I think there's some fact to this. I think there is. It's almost like I don't know. Use as an example. It's like you're in college or. There's a beautiful, beautiful girl that you see at the grocery store or something like that. I think naturally there's a little intimidation. You're like, wow, this girl is absolutely gorgeous. Where you're not treating the person normally, you're treating them a little different. I think that's, I think it's fact. Trev? I'm with Al. That it, because there's the pressure or the intimidation that comes along with if you're trying to talk to the woman in the yeah. grocery store, whatever yeah. it is, you know that she's Produce had that aisle, interaction huh? with 50 other people that day mm. and to try to cut through the the clutter of whatever that is there's pressure that comes along with that she right she doesn't that, want to talk to us that's but that's the pressure yeah. that's the intimidation well why is she going to want to talk to me if she's that beautiful or you know vice versa yeah this the 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 pressure that comes along with trying to impress somebody like mm-hmm. that is different than if you're just talking to a person because you're getting to know them it's and, different. and all they probably want is just treat it's funny because you've heard You've heard girls talk about this, girls who are incredibly beautiful, whatever the case is, that there's a lot of people that do not go up for the reasons that we're talking about, that Confidence. they don't have that conversation with her where somebody else maybe you know it's a little bit different. You know what they call different. that? Lies. <laughs> no, I, I think no, but, I but what, I think Just think about what we just said. We, are, we didn't go up and talk to her normally. You and I might not normally. Mike Montour would. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think... Yeah, we've all got the guy that is going in there. That I Look, you see a lot of... Never mind. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna leave it right there. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. I we think, got I think Taylor's got the confidence. You got the confidence, don't you, Taylor? Yeah, Taylor. What do you say? To, to talk to hot people? Yeah. What? I mean, I don't think they're intimidating. I don't there know. There it is. They're just normal people, right? Sure. Yes. Yeah. They're so cat. <laughs> so not normal. Five eleven and. Gorgeous. <laughs> right. All right. So, uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney's uh, soccer team that they own, uh, Wrexham, uh, just got promoted. Yeah. For the first nice. time in 15 years. And so, if you haven't seen the video, it's very emotional. Uh, it shoots uh, Rob and Ryan, and they're like over, almost overjoyed with emotion because they've been owning this team for a couple of years. And, you know, it's been a long journey to get to where they are. So, owning a team wouldn't be very fun. As in, it's a lot of stress, it's a lot of money, it's a lot of these things in your life. So owning a team wouldn't be very fun. Taylor, factor cap? Uh, I think I think cap. I don't know. It looks like Steve Ballmer's having a lot of fun. <laughs> I mean, true. he just goes to every game, sits at the front row, screams his head off. Looks like he's having a blast. Trev? I think it would be an amazing amount of fun because he, what makes it fun is the emotion, right? If it's mm-hmm. just a straight business transaction, sure. then buy stocks, right? Mm-hmm. Play real the market estate. or buy real estate, right? The reason that owning a team would be is you actually have, as much as you love the Lakers, as much as I love the Dodgers, we don't have any skin in the game, yeah, right? We, we're, we're, we're fans. But imagine that you are still that fan, but you actually have skin in the game mm-hmm. as to whether it goes or not. Just a to- Now, I'm sure the lows are even worse than the lows that you 
you of and course. I get. Yeah. But yeah, no, that would be an amazing run to be the guy that ultimately makes the decision. We're going to fire that guy or we're going to go spend some money to, to acquire that player. It would be the biggest juice in the world. Berg? Oh, yeah, no, it's cap. It's you, Steve Ballmer was a great example of it. Mark Cuban's another one. Jerry Jones. The, you have to be that type of owner that just wants to be a part of everything. It's 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 way more fun if you make it fun, if it's not just a, oh, it's it's a numbers game. Al? So cap for me as well, the only, only thing I would say to this is, you want to have the resources too. Like you don't want to be the poorest it owner. Can't be your sole source of income. You don't want to be the A's. You don't <laughs> own the A's. I mean, there's a way to do it. Uh, not every team is created equally, right? Like the Oklahoma City Thunder can still have success, even though they don't have nearly as many resources as the Knicks and the Lakers. But you want to have some resources. But definitely cap. That'd be amazing. Yeah. The A's run differential since you brought them up minus a hundred. Keep going. Oh, it went up? Oh, I didn't see what it was. Wow. It was Saturday was minus 100. 103. 103. 100, they, that's not even a team. 4 and 18. No, it's, and that's why they're going to Vegas, and they'll probably... So what are they going to do in a couple years? There's like a stadium that ten, holds 10,000. It's stadium. Yeah. <laughs> minus 103. Come out to the ballpark. Yeah, Watch in, us lose 9 to 1 tonight. Oh, and in Vegas, oh, what terrible. if they... You're not going to have a... They have a 110 first pitch. By the way, the guys that they got rid of, like Matt Chapman, Matt Olson, and, yeah. those, and, uh, a and Simeon... Oh, they're going crazy they right are. now. They don't have they, trouble. They just had them all together like two years they ago. They don't have trouble identifying the Ugh, right players to draft. They just can't pay to keep them there. What a all mess. right. Speaking of uh, baseball, I want to go back to the Dodgers and what's coming up for them on their schedule because they're 12 and 11 playing against mostly mediocre teams. They don't see another mediocre team for nearly six weeks. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. All right, quick tweet here before we uh, talk about this is this is about the Dodgers, but it'll get us going here a little bit. It's from Randy Frenchman, and Randy writes, my favorite thing about James Outman is that Artie Moreno is too stupid to trade for him. Okay, that's A, very funny. <laughs> but, but B, that's also very, very spot on. That the Angels are starting to do what they did. They, they got a little lucky with back-to-back-to-back home runs to beat the Royals, who stink yep. over the weekend. Yeah, what they had, I um, think, three wins coming into that series. Yeah, they're, they're not a, a strong team at all. Otani's leaving. And, and if you were doing this correctly, and you were doing this to try to build a winning organization, to try to build a team that can compete year after year, or at least give you long chunks of time that you can compete, yeah. James Outman. Julio Urias, Dustin May. These are the guys that you say, listen, we'll give you Otani, but I need all of that, and I need Diego Cartaya, and I need you know Michael Bush or whoever yeah. else you see. That This is how you build a team because if you think, well, we're still in it and we're not going to trade this guy, and you don't end up getting in it, or even if you do, you get knocked out right away, or if Otani's already made up his mind regardless of what you do, you get nothing. You get a compensatory draft. But good luck. You've proven you can't pick the right guys. I mean, may ask you that question because I I think this is hasn't been talked about enough. If you could, you kind of see this a lot in the NBA a little bit as well. You're saying, okay, hey, that player is going to become an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. However, you can trade for him at the deadline, or you can just say, well, why would I give up all of? It's a risk. I'm not mm-hmm. telling you that it's not a risk, mm-hmm. but if there's one thing that the Dodgers have done, and I'm not saying that this is why Outman is getting the playing time that he is, but I also wouldn't be surprised if the Dodgers said, let's bring up a couple of these young guys. Let's let them get some opportunities in the majors. If one of them hit, what does that do to their value? It skyrockets a guy like Outman that a month ago 
his value. And I know it's it's early, but sure. it, it's less. Um, if you're the Dodgers and you're asking yourself, you're getting closer to the trade deadline. Are you going to go make a trade for Shohei Otani, or do you know that you're one of the few teams that have a real legitimate shot at Otani in the offseason? Do you take that risk and say, I don't want to give up our entire, we're giving up all these young players, we're giving up players that are actually doing things right now. Do we take the chance and say, Otani only has a couple destinations that he can go to? Yep. The Dodgers are certainly one of those <laughs> one of those destinations. I, I'm I'm okay if the Dodgers said, I know there's a lot that can happen between now and the trade deadline. If they said, we're going to take our chances, we're going to wait till the offseason, we're not going to give up Jack, you know what, we're going to keep all these guys here and then we're going to go after Otani. I, it's it's the million dollar question, maybe the $600 million question, right? I'm going to have to give him $600 million or 550 whatever the number is. I can either just spend just straight cash, go buy him, acquire the player, or... I can go spend straight cash, and by the way, you get my three best prospects. That's the that's the way. The risk becomes, okay, you wait, saying we're going to get him in the offseason. You know what? We, we've had a good relationship with his eight, whatever it may be. We're, we're, we're very, very likely to get him. San Diego wants to take a shot with him, or San Francisco wants to take a shot with him for a month or two and see what they got. What if he loves it? What if he realizes, I didn't realize what this place was all about. This is my, I found my forever home. That's the risk you take. And then you just flat out don't get him. I, for him, for most guys, for most guys, I would do what you're talking about. I'll wait. If I think I'm going to get him, I'll wait. I don't have to do it right now. With him, I, I don't think you can put yourself in that position where, what if he falls in love with the Yankees? What if he says, I thought I hated New York? I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I can't believe that I thought it was this, and this is, I never would have played anywhere else had I not been here for these two months. That's okay. The let, let me ask you this. What players that are playing right now for the Dodgers – if they're going to go make a trade at the deadline, I'm just curious. What What do you think it would take? Oh, I what do you think who it would, would you take? say no? You can't have no. him. The who, answer what, is nobody. <laughs> what would it take? Let's say the Let's say the Angels come to their senses, and let's say the Angels say, "Okay, guys, we know he's going to leave. Our goal was, can we make a playoff run? We're not going to make a playoff run. Yeah. The Dodgers have as much as as much talent as anybody in Major League Baseball." What do you think it takes in order to get a deal done? I'll give you specific guys in just a second, but okay. what I'm looking for is a package of guys that are already proven to be good major league players Agreed. and then a bunch of prospects mm-hmm. after that. I need both of those things, not one or the other. So I need, and this isn't a perfect example because he's a free agent at the end of the year, but I need Julio. I, I, I need I need something that I can tell my fans sure. that I not only to get a good player, I got an all-star back. Yep. I got a guy that could potentially be an award winner. I got one of those guys. I need another high-level major league player. Again, not uh, Max Muncie, something like that. Probably not both of those guys, but one of, of those guys. And the other thing is I'm going to need Outman. I'm going to need May. I'm going to need Gonsolin or two of those three guys. I'm going to need some guys that are major league ready guys. And, oh, by the way, the kid you have in double-A, that kid you have in, in single-A, the kid that you took 10th overall two years ago, I need him, him, and him. That's what you're going to get for Otani. He's that good. He's the best slugger. He's the best pitcher. You're getting two Hall of Fame yeah. caliber talents. You're going to have to pay for it. It's yeah, both. I, I, I Look, when, when I hear that comment, and you're right, there is risk to it. There's incredible risk of waiting till the end of the season. I think so much of this is also going to – where are the Dodgers by the time you're as in June of, as well? Well – you ready for that? Yeah. <laughs> because May is around the corner, right? Today's April 24th. Off day today. I'm just going to rip this off very quickly. Here's what they have coming up on their schedule. 
They sto- they open up a series in Pittsburgh tomorrow. Pittsburgh has the best record in the National They're League. They're 16-7. They've won seven in a row. First place team, best team. St. Louis after that. St. Louis is not great, but they always play the Dodgers hard. That St. Louis is by far the weakest team that they're going to see in Nine the and stretch. 13. Philadelphia. They just went out and built themselves a yep. nice team that are the defending National League championship. At San Diego, nothing you need to say about that other than they're going to be really good. Even Can't if score a run if their life start. depended on it. At Milwaukee, who's only behind the Pittsburgh Pirates. Mm. They're right on their heels. That's a really good team. San Diego, again. Mm. Minnesota, in at Dodger Stadium. Minnesota, guess what place they're in? First place team. Back to St. Louis. Atlanta, on the road. First place team. Tampa Bay, on the road, first place team. In the next month, the next six weeks, they're going to play four different first place teams and a second place team and the Padres twice and the Phillies. Hmm. They're 12 and 11 against mediocre teams. There's not a mediocre team on that list other than St. Louis. This <laughs> At the end of May, you're going to have a really good idea on whether or not this team is pretty good or whether they're not, or whether they need to be retooled, or whether or not you keep that powder dry for Otani for the offseason, or whether or not you say, you know what, we're right. And what if they go through that stretch, and instead of being one game over 500, they come out six games over 500? Sure. Now you're on to something. Sure. And now you do go make that play. You're going to have a lot of information about this team by the time you get to the end of the match. So that, that's a monstrous schedule. It's kind of funny because, you know, and I, I've, I've told this to you that the Padres have been very underwhelming so far. If there's one thing I guess I give them, they've already played Atlanta seven times. They've already played the Milwaukee Brewers in a four-game set. Mets. They already played the New York Mets. They've played Arizona, I think, six times. Mm-hmm. So they've at least faced some pretty quality opponents along the way. The, the Rockies was the only series that it was a team that nobody really thinks much of. And the Dodgers are almost the exact opposite of that, right? They've played Arizona eight times fine, but they have played the Rockies. They've played the Giants, who stink. The Cubs are just okay. They've played them twice, and they've played the Mets, who are pretty good. They've played one team that you would classify as pretty good. One. The Padres have played four teams, four yeah. different series against yeah. good teams. It's going to be very, very different. And yes, I am going to talk about Mookie playing short. And yes, I know it was pretty exciting. And yes, I know he made some nice plays. He nearly he also jumped got, out of the way of an injury. He almost got run over yeah. in left field. Yep. So we can get to that as well. Plus, Lakers tonight against the Grizz. Can they put this thing on ice finally? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.